I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. I love hearing that intro because that means it's another Monday and we are here for Super Soul Sit Down. We I'm made excited. It. We did. I'm your host, Jamie Alexander. Then I have the amazing Haley J. What's up, girl? What's up? I have to Looking say, pretty in pink. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, I love the yellow, love the green. And guys, not trying to brag, but I just got a custom shirt. Shout out my girl, Maddie. It says, six feet away, baby. Oh so my God, I love it. If you're in the grocery yes. store and people are creeping up, this is like that nice way to just like, look up. <laughs> I've, I've been really good with my gentle hand signals. Like, I'll have my oh, mask on you. and I'd be like, give me. Because I've had it people does. like super close oh, to yeah. me and I don't mind generally, but it's just kind of like, let's just honor the rules for now, please. And yeah, <laughs> it's almost like you feel kind of rude, but at the same time, you're like, oh, we're getting really close now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We all know what's going on. So like, what's it's like that not etiquette? so bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway well, girl yes <laughs> yeah I'm great you know we'll talk about the ups and downs but I just want to let you guys know that you're here for super soul sit down which is the after show for Oprah's podcast super soul conversations and today we are talking the podcast that Oprah did um she did even via Skype or Zoom whatever she's using with Dr. Lightman and he's a physicist and scientists who embraces spirituality, which is beautiful. Um, and I'm really getting into that lately, you know, science and spiritual. I know Oprah loved the concept because science sometimes is just such a rigid, small box. It's like, if you can't prove it, it's not real. But then there's this thing that happens when we experience things that we can't exactly explain, which is kind of what Dr. Lightman was talking about, you know, in his experience. So what did you think about the podcast overall? Well, first I thought it was really cool that Dr. Lightman is someone that does do both because I feel like there's a lot of us that want to fully connect spiritually, but we do have those doubts. So to have him also offer that scientific approach, I can really see how that's how with the duality of both those things, how he connects with so many more people because he gets both the doubters, but maybe people, cause I'll admit there's a lot of things that I definitely feel like there's no explanation. I feel connected and it's like this exciting energy, but I would be lying if I didn't say that having actual factual science behind it does make me believe things more. So I like that he yeah. does both. Yeah, it actually helps me out a lot because, you know, it helps me wrap my brain around it, so to speak. I love right. spirituality and I know what I feel, but then there's just this part of my brain that needs words, a graph, something that just tells me, <laughs> okay, when I'm feeling like this, it could be this and this is how to do it because your brain works like this. Like mm -hmm. I've been studying a lot of Joe Dispenza's, Joe Dispenza's work and he's a little more scientific than spiritual, but I already feel like I understand the spiritual on a certain level. So yeah. listening to him talk about the way our brain works and neuroplasticity and our power to use our thoughts and meditation to change our brain waves and you know where our brain is headed and how it thinks about things and how it changes our perception of the world and gives us, you know, an actual magnetic field. The way we think and feel, there's like a three foot space all around us that's actually measurable in science. So it's like you think we're talking always about think positive and think positive thoughts and think, and there's actual in science, 
that actually has an energy field that goes outside of your body about three feet all the way around. So it really Mm -hmm. is an aura, it really is a vibe. So when you mix that straight up with spirituality, you're like, wow, I really am beaming. Can you see my aura? (laughs) That's pretty cool. I've never even heard that before. It does make sense though. Sometimes in the same way with negative energy, right? You can walk into a room feel someone's space. And I love that. I feel like dogs can do this too. You're like, Oh yeah. If you bring a dude inside and the dog doesn't like him, it's like, okay. (laughs) Like, "Eh, I don't think there's going to be a second date on this one. (laughs) But yeah, back to what you were saying with the scientific approach, even if it's, you know, your self doubts aside, the process of just understanding and learning how the brain works is really cool. And it's just another thing to learn about. Yeah, I definitely agree. So I appreciated him kind of getting this awakening. He talked about searching for the stars in an island in May, a transcendent, a transcendental or transcendent experience where he was just laying in a boat on a, in a river. It was dark and he could see the stars, but he felt like the sky was basically meeting him where there, where he was at. And Oprah said she had a similar feeling with the clouds and that mm-hmm. the similarity between the two of them is them getting still. But a similarity that I also saw between both of them is they were in nature. And I promise mm-hmm. you, I never feel more still, more at peace and more connected than when I'm in nature. You brought me exactly <laughs> to what I was going to ask you. And I was taking notes on this and just their appreciation of feeling small and, and not in a way that we're less than, but in a, right. wow, look at what's out there. And I'm just a part of this giant piece. You know, it's, it's, it's cool and it's humbling. And I wanted to ask you, have you had an experience like that that stands out? Because same for me, you know, it's when I'm in Denver at Red Rocks at the mountain or looking up at the stars or just like, whoa, like it's so still, it's so quiet, it's so peaceful. And you know me always rushing and wanting to calm down. I saw this episode, I'm like, is this like made for me or what's happening here? But do you have a standout moment where you felt that way? You know, I thought about it and honestly, because I think I've been moving around a little bit too much. I can't, I can't front. I've had a little bit of a monkey mind this week where I'm not as grounded as I usually feel, you know, especially today I struggled with, you know, just, I don't know what it is. I kind of feel nervous and anxious on the inside. So Mm -hmm. I think that energy particular, this particularly this week has kind of have me not in the space where I could sit and think about it, but it did cross my mind. And I wanted to come up with something and I wasn't able to until you just asked me. And I remember one time I went to Sedona and that's a very spiritual place. I mean, so much so that they say the juniper trees, the the ones that look twisted are like that because of energy, not because of anything else. So I feel like I was up I, I found a little spot to crawl up myself, like climb up where I still felt safe. And I was posted there and I, and I did, I felt that stillness. It kind of just feels like the world is moving, but it's not because you're still, but there's just like this, like you're like in a, not the matrix, but just kind of like in this moment that kind of trips you mm-hmm. out. And I'm seeing the twisted junipers and I'm seeing the red rocks, but it's like, I'm still but barely moving it was it's so I feel like that's something that they were kind of experiencing like you're a little bit suspended in the moment yeah what you're (laughs) describing sounds exactly like as if you were to feel an energy where you really can't describe it it's not like you're moving or staying still you just like feel it sounds so hippie but like you feel the vibration like something is there and it feels peaceful it's not scary it's calming but yeah I'm with you today. I I started off fine. I started off good. And then I got super anxious and I'm just like, 
I don't know, this is where we're at today. And I'm just like gonna let it be. And I'll be honest, like it sucks that you don't always I know. know why that happens, but I'm just like, I'm gonna maybe take a nap and try again. <laughs> well, you know, Bree, our producer brought up a great point that sometimes when we're feeling this way, we're on the cusp of something great. And you know, we talk about it all the time in our show. We have an opportunity to choose what this means to us. It doesn't have to be because I found myself going there like, girl, what is wrong with you? Like, why are you doubting yourself? Where's where's your courage? Like, where, why are you? Where is your courage? (laughs) Yeah. Like, why are you, you're, you know, where is your courage for the day? You know? And really I deep down, I genuinely feel there's something beautiful happening in my life, your life, our lives, and in the lives of the collective, Um, especially we're in an 11 universal year month and it's. 11th day. So this is a special day where the energy is different. The Saturn went retrograde and not to get all crazy with astrology, because I'm not going to claim that I understand it so much so that I could break it down for you. But what I do know, yeah, what I do know is there is something going on energetically that's beyond our powers. And I think it might be pulling and tugging on us. So if you out there are feeling anxious and a little nervous, like we are, I encourage you to take a deep breath. You know, before I did this, I took two minutes to just take a deep breath, let myself, you know, think about all the great things I have done and that girl, you're good. And this is going to be okay. And you and Haley are going to have a great conversation and it's good. And we don't always have to feel like (laughs) we're popping. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes it is just, you know, I'm, I'm a little anxious. I'm a little nervous, but I'm here and I feel like things are going to be great. And I'm just going to choose to keep my mind focused on the possibility of the good things to come. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. And you, that flows perfectly with what Dr. Alan Lightman said, where he said the virus is a reminder of something lost long ago. And I think what was lost long ago is this humanity, this connection where we've just gotten so busy and we're just, we don't see people anymore. We don't value the connections of every day, you know, passing someone in the office to get coffee before your meeting, or we hate these meetings with so many people. And now we're just like, right. God, I don't want to do zoom. I just, I would like, I never thought I'd want to go to work. And it's just like, you do, you start to really value the things that were just normal and mundane before. I think we were really, and I even tweeted this earlier where I was thinking so many people have lost their jobs, which is absolutely devastating. And right. you know, right now as thankful as I am, I'm doing yard work to make money. And I yeah. did not expect that, but I'm thankful to have an option, you know, like a lot of people don't even have that. So at the same time, I think a lot of people are realizing that their identity is not rooted in their job title, because when you strip that, you, I think this is a time where it's terrifying at the same time for a lot of people, but it's such a powerful moment because they're seeing who they are, maybe the first time in a decade, you know, who knows how long these people have had these jobs that they've just been on that hamster wheel and didn't check in with themselves. So what a time to be so introspective that now, like they wouldn't have had that if it wasn't for this. Yeah, you couldn't be more right. Um, I have to admit it crossed my mind today. Like, girl, do you feel like, are you getting that feeling again that you're not doing enough because you're not busy or you don't feel I like you're checking? Yeah, like you're not checking off the right things on your list. And I had to stop myself because I actually had a very productive day. I woke up early. I did a mini workout. I walked to UPS and took my computer to get fixed. I went by the Apple store I needed to. I went to Target. So it's not like I sat here and didn't do anything. I did all the errands that needed to be done. But what about that thing where you feel like your value is tied to what you're doing and did it like, 
Now that just makes stuff you feel like list. it's not enough. Exactly. That like, I was oh, just going to ask enough. you, I was like, <laughs> UPS checks computers now, but you took the computer to the Apple store. No, I, well, I took the computer to UPS because I had to ship it. Somebody else is going to fix the computer. <laughs> I see. I'm like, we didn't do that service now. Yeah, um, no, right. But yeah, it's this, this is in my notes. I literally wrote down this false narrative that we tell ourselves that being busy in, means that we're successful, but it doesn't. Oh, it just, just means you're checking off a bunch of stuff on your list. And I almost had this emotional moment where I was like, oh my God, I don't want my life to be a giant to-do list. And a lot wow. of times, and I finally feel like I'm better with that now where I, I did step back to things that were overwhelming me. And I just had even like with group chats or even with certain projects where I'm like, I feel this guilt to say, I, I like, I feel like this is too much for me. Cause I see people around me that are like slaving and working so much harder. And then I'm like, can I not even handle this? But then sometimes I'm like, you know what? Maybe in a, in two weeks, I'll feel different, but I need to realize that right now, this is too much. And it doesn't mean that this defines me, but it's okay to be honest that I feel overwhelmed by this and I'm going to take a step back for however long that needs to be to feel like I'm aligned again. And that's okay. Yeah, I agree. And I even love in this podcast, how they mentioned the, I love the verbiage because you know, people use different words and they have different things in their vocabulary, but he talked about the frenzy of the normal lifestyle and that's exactly what it was. And that's, a, you know, frenzy. When I hear the word, I think of what my life used to be before this coronavirus, where it was like, get in here, do this, da, 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 get that done. Da, da. And then always being in that space where I'm thinking so far ahead that I'm not in the moment. I'm mm -hmm. thinking about what I have to do after work. Did I get this done? Already feeling guilty about being too tired to get to the gym, wondering if I'm going to get like, it was just chaos. And a there's cycle. a cycle. Yeah. And I love the way he put this. He said, if we cannot get in touch with our values and my values are fun and peace. So if I'm out of alignment with that, if we can get in touch with our values and what's important to us as a people, but also to us as a country. There's a lot more going on than just our world. We are really seeing an opportunity where we are so connected to the collective in a way where we've never been before in our lifetime. Um, and this stillness is giving us an opportunity, but it, it's true. It's like, we're, we're Americans. We live in America and to have so many people finding so much out about themselves their jobs, their desires, their finances, their families, and all this in this stillness, that's, there's really something to be said about the collective and what our overall value as a country is. And he's right. How can we step in and serve other countries and come to the rescue and aid of all these places and refugees and everything like that? If we have no idea what our chord in this harmonic symphony is, yeah. how do we get in harmony with everyone when we have clearly lost it. And that's maybe the, back to that line, <laughs> the virus is a reminder of what we lost long ago. And he also speaks on the fact that we're taking time now to appreciate the people. I love this. It was saying it lets us appreciate the people that make our lives run. Have you ever really thought about that? When you go to Ralph's and you go to UPS, you're just doing what you need to do. You're checking things off, which like we all do, but I've never selfishly looked at those people and thought you're making my life run because you are essential. I mean, technically I could go to a self-checkout line, but you know what I mean? Like these people 
provide a service to get us food, to get things that we really legitimately need to make our days continue going in a successful way. So it's just like really taking the time to appreciate the people that are vital parts of our life that so many of us just overlook and probably don't even smile at. Just ask someone how you are, like check in, like don't just look at someone like they're, they're just providing a service, but they're actual people that make your life easier and you should appreciate them. Yeah. I mean, I have to admit, although I, I think about kindness a lot and treating people well, I think I was way too part too a part of the rat race to look at each rat. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I was too busy again, just going from A to Z doing what needs to be done. And, you know, sure. I'll smile. I, I don't believe in crossing paths with anyone. I'm cheesing under my mask. I'm smiling with my eyes. Mm-hmm. I'm giving a head nod. So people feel acknowledged. I don't think wearing a mask and being six feet apart from people is an excuse to just, we're still humans. We still need you can to love get on each other. Smize. You can. That in a podcast, you're like, practice your smiles. Yeah, people because people know, kind. they can feel it. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to zombie pass. So even having that little bit of acknowledgement just to the question and what you said, like, girl, I think I was just way too caught up to even really take those moments to honor the person at the grocery store or, you know, even just the mailman, like, thanks, you deliver my checks, you deliver my Ipsy package, you, del- mm-hmm. you know, just there's so many of us that make this thing go round and I would like to be better um, at acknowledging as much as possible, you know, just in all kindness and awareness yeah. and mindfulness. I'd love that. And I just hope it's not a phase where it's kind of like, oh, you learn your lesson and you go back into your old ways. Like, I really hope the majority of us don't forget this time. Don't just look at it as like we were grounded and then we got to go party again. You know, like, let's, let's <gasps> learn from our parents grounding us, learn from mother putting us in our place, go back and not hopefully recreate this same thing from happening again. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, back to the thing about, you know, science and spirituality, both having validity and both of them not even being mutually exclusive. It's, I love how it creates room for us to understand that there's, what did he say? An unprovable, but real connection to things. Mm -hmm. And I think that even if before this, you weren't somebody who was super spiritual, I do think that this gives you an opportunity to do so also, because science, again, is very linear. If I go to work, do this for this many amount of years, I get this money, did it. Science is just as linear as we think we had control over our lives and the steps. So I think now, this is why I love this show and being able to talk about things so much is because this chaos has made room for more spirituality. We almost don't have a choice but to trust the process. We almost don't have a choice but to choose how we feel from the inside as opposed to hoping something on the outside is going to make us feel differently. Like the outside doesn't look the same anymore. So I really feel like this has made so much room for spirituality in a way that we probably needed. Just like light. Lightman, yes, just like Dr. Lightman was a scientist, it took an experience for him to embrace spirituality. And I think as a whole, we're feeling that. Well, what I love about him too is that he is a guy with the knowledge, right? Like he knows how the mind works. He can explain so many things, but he's still, I don't know if the word is like big enough or humble enough, but he's still able to realize that even though I'm a man that my life's work is based off proving why things happen he's still open to the idea that there are just some things you can't. And to me, that 
that's, that's where I feel like the most connected to my faith. Honestly, it doesn't scare me that I don't have an explanation. It makes me excited and hopeful because I feel like that's where the magic is not to be so cheesy, but when you just can't, there is no explanation. When you see amazing things happen and you spoke on, you don't believe it's a coincidence to run into anyone. I used to go back and forth with that. And I'll be honest, when things happen, when terrible things happen, I do question why. And that's when I go back and forth to like, does everything happen for a reason? Cause I really am struggling to find a reason for this one. So I do go back and forth, but I, I think that they do happen for a reason, but just maybe not in this lifetime, we have the answer as to why everything happens. Well, you know, sometimes, well, I guess in my experience, um, and this is definitely not to diminish the pain or chaos anybody has gone through, because sometimes it just sucks so bad. You're like, was that really necessary? Really? Like, I really needed to go through that. But at the same time, thus far in retrospect, because we never, you know, hindsight is 2020 when we're going through it, we're like, why though, mm-hmm. you know? And I've been able to see that some of the terrible things that I feel like were so terrible that I went through, I am finding value. I am finding strength. You know, I've said it before on this show, like my, the worst quote used to get on my nerves is what don't kill you, make you stronger. It's like, well, dang, you're trying to bring me to the brink of death before I need to recognize strength. I promise I see my strength. But at the same time, as I see that strength and as I see the things that I've been able to personally overcome. It, it puts me in position to stand in the gap for someone else. It really does give me an opportunity to put certain things in perspective when something else happens. It's like, oh, if I can survive that, I can get through this. I don't like it, but I know I'm going to be okay because I was okay last time and the time before that and the time before that. So it's like in the moment, I feel like we're always asking why, but in retrospect, even just like this, the scientists and Oprah, like when you're in that moment where things are still and you don't know what you're seeing or can't explain or express it, it's like as time goes by, then you're able to look back and say, you know, even if it was something as small as this conversation, Oprah having that situation was able to relate to Alan Lightman enough yeah. to have a conversation that served us because of what they both went through. So whether it's good, bad, spiritual, scientific, whatever it is, I, I do rest in the fact that I think things really do happen for a reason, even if they don't make sense in the moment. Yeah. Or feel good. I, I did hear this really crazy um, idea the other day where we're saying, say someone in your life got sick and it really just tarnished your whole being and your whole family. And they're saying, I wonder if they could have chosen that sickness because they knew it was essential for your growth in some way, like amplifying that you would not be the same person if you didn't get your strength through that experience. And maybe it was their sacrifice to somehow shape you. And, you know, like my mom with her illness and Alzheimer's, I I thought about that. I'm like, wow, I wonder who I would be if she didn't have it. And if things would be significantly, I mean, obviously different, but I wonder if her loss was a part of her gain for her children. And it was just like the craziest thought where I'm like, wow, wow. I wonder if she would have chose that knowing that it would have been an ultimate lesson that she could pass on to her children. So that was an interesting perspective. Wow. That one, that, that hit me, girl. Don't be yeah, I'd never heard it phrase that so way. Sit down. Right. You know, it's because just, it's well to think that it is, you know, it's funny because in some of my darkest, saddest times, I thought, well, if I'm going through this, so my sisters 
can understand something different yeah. or anybody younger than, then I'll do it. I don't care. I'll be the sacrifice if it's going to help someone else. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's, it's not pretty and it's almost crazy. And, you know, I kind of thought a little bit about Kobe Bryant when you were talking where is losing um, a father and a husband and a child and all these things. That's probably one of the most terrible things. I cannot imagine what his family is going through. Um, so I don't want to bring light to it as if it's a light thing, but just in comparison to what you said, it's like, that woke a lot of people up. His life was a sacrifice, but it also showed a lot of people what you can, because we were enjoying him while he was here. Oh, he did this. He did that. This was great. This is, but then it's like gone. And now it's like, whoa, what am I doing? Who do I need to be? How do I show up? Like it, it was almost as impactful as the coronavirus. The whole world stopped to ask questions. Like, how I can I contribute? I completely agree with you on that one. It did feel like his death was different than a lot of celebrity deaths we've seen before. And what I really loved is everyone could admire him as an athlete from afar, but what you heard about him with our guest Ed Milet and a lot of other fathers, they were talking about his relationship with his children, the kind of man he was to his wife, that even him leaving the letter that um, his wife opened up on her birthday. It's just all of these things, you just see the care and the kindness. And I think that really did wake a lot of people up and losing him to want to be more like that. And so I agree with you that in such a loss, there was this beautiful message people got out of it. There was the ultimate light in the darkness in that situation. Yeah. I mean, it can be a tough pill to swallow, but you know, the older I get, the more I learn about life. And then I'm, the more I realize I don't know nothing about it at all. (laughs) I was thinking that earlier. I said, if there's one thing I know for sure, it's that I don't think I know anything, but then there's, there's almost this relaxation in it where it's when you accept the idea that you can only control what you can control, you get a little bit looser with everything else. Cause if you know that, okay, I'm doing all I can, but there's a point, like we've said so many times before, there's a point where it's just out of my hands. Then I feel like you do loosen up a little bit. And sometimes even with Corona right now, like I, I am stressed like everyone else about my career and all the, the goals I had two months ago are not even on the radar anymore just because they're not possible right now. And I don't know when they'll be possible, but a part of me just is finally feeling okay with being okay in the now. Not that I like it, but I'm just realizing that I'm really, really lucky to at least have, you know, people that I can talk to and people that care about me and vice versa. So you can only do it. Like with us, we have Monday by Monday to connect and I'm lucky I have resources and, you know, I get up in my head like we all do and we have good days and bad days. But at the end of it, I know I can go to bed with people that I can lean on. And that's really lucky. Yeah, it's a blessing to take the time to notice these things. I was listening to the power and te- power of intention. You know, I love my Wayne Dyer. You do. And <laughs> I do. <laughs> and he was talking about money. And how we're, we've, we've been so, let's get our money, let's get our bags, sis, money, 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 how much money, mama, but, but the energy even of, I want more money only sends to the universe, you want more money. So wanting means you don't have it. So let me give you more want. And he was talking about the way to contradict that and where we should really place our value is in health, um, our relationships. So that's what reminded me when you said our relationships, it's like, the fact that you have that 
you are wealthy. Your goals are being oh, met. Yeah. Like you're, you're there. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's like, mm-hmm. we haven't been trained to think that way. So I like to think, and this is what I was thinking for myself earlier to give ourselves grace for kind of being lost, kind of feel like we're losing our footing, kind of not really knowing how to navigate the unknown. Sure. Sunday was great. Monday. I don't know. Tuesday might be popping Wednesday. I might cry. I don't (laughs) know, but (laughs) I'm here to give myself the same grace that I feel like God gives us and that we give other people because we're not used to this. We weren't trained or raised this way. And again, think about how quickly our bodies are having to adapt and adjust. We went from, let's say the 1900s to now, which is really not that long, a hundred years, 120 years going from the information they've gotten in an entire lifetime, we're digesting in a day. We have not evolved in our human bodies yet to catch up with all of this stuff. So we have to just Sit back, take a deep breath and be like, damn, I don't have it all together. And that is just what it's going to be today. But like you said, I do have my friends. I Luckily, we have our health. We have other things that really are more important. And I feel like if we can come out of this focused on that, maybe we will hit some of the, those goals and head to a direction that we might not have known or wrote down on paper, but what was great for us all along. Yeah. And I don't think the point of life is even having it all together. I think we're human beings that we're going to make mistakes every single day. I can't think of a single day where I did everything absolutely perfect, whether it's like bumping into something or whatever it is, you know, but it's just, that's what life is. And we are the ones that dictate right and wrong. That's all man-made. It's, it really Mm. is perspective. And obviously there are some things that we could all agree are terrible. So, you know what I mean? There's got to be balance with that. But I think, we really, it's our own perception of ourselves that we really can create our own reality based on how we respond to the things that we do in our own lives. We either let it break us or we let it build us. And that's just really it. Yeah, absolutely. One thing we did talk a little bit about the collective nature and I wrote down our nation has an inner self, a collective, um, who America is and what's important. And I remember growing up, um, we were a nation of God. We were in one nation under God. We printed God all over our money. We were all about God in school. And now it's like, if you talk about God, it's like, well, you know, there's other people with other religions or don't say that because then you're leaving out those people. And then you're this and that. What do you think about the collective value of America as a whole? Cause I even remember us being more family oriented, everything on TV was the happy mom, the happy dad, the kids, and whether you were that or not, that was the propaganda you were being fed. A happy family, happy family. Now, depending on what you watch, it's chaos, baby daddies, hoes fighting. But, but like, we have got a lot of killing. We weren't seeing people being killed or having sex or all these things. You know, we were a different. So what do you think about the collective mind of America and where we're headed right now? Like, what, what do you see as being, or what do you recognize as America's collective value, if one at all? Well, thinking about that now, when you speak about how media has changed and the things we're taking in, it's sad because I feel like that's inevitably what's going to happen, right? If you raise a child a certain way and show them things, that's what they get in their mind and that's how they learn. So like us, if our media sources are all these dark things, and then even, you know, I'm not going to say like, games aren't fun where you shoot people and stuff but when you really think about it like those are the types of games kids play and guns and stuff and all that's cool so 
what did we think was going to happen? You know, so it's not, it's kind of like relearning a lot of past behavior. And I think the majority of us can recognize the game and right and wrong from reality and things that can be a stress reliever versus things that we should never actually do. But I do think we're going to have to go back a little bit and have more meaningful conversations and be responsible for the media we take in and also the media that we're showing others, because maybe you and I could watch something really violent and be okay with it but another person is not okay with it. Right. It might keep so them I think up it's knowing night. what's right for you, but that also comes with age and growth. And that's a scary thing. I think a lot of people in less fortunate situations than we are don't have those tools to be able to even know what's actually really harmful for them versus what's helping. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, I would love to see this country as a collective get back to the root of something. I'm cool with God because I love God and believe in God. And I understand there's people that don't, but I also don't think there's anything wrong with making divinity an anchor, something to where we're not so scattered. I I could just, because I'm an eighties baby, I just noticed a difference between then and now. And it's cool to have things change, but you know, Dr. Lightman really posed the question of like, if we don't know what our own values are, if we don't have an anchor of our own, how do we find harmony in our place in the world? Like it's the same, I think about it as self, right? Like like you said, there's some stuff that we can take in. Just because I watch a a bunch of people cussing on TV doesn't mean I'm gonna go in church and start cussing at people or go into an inappropriate Mm -hmm. space and just be so clueless about my mouth. I can handle it and do a little bit of discernment. But when it comes to, you know, all of us as a whole, like what, you know, I just wanna see what we're standing in. So it's like, I know my place when I show up not that I feel forced to be this, but I do feel like a light. And I know that in this symphony, I might be, you know, the harp or the little thimble or something cute and bright and whatever, you know, whereas yeah. somebody else, their energy, they might be like, well, I'm all about facts and I bring this. They might be the trombone of the things. And, you know, we all have our part to play in the symphony. And I think in, our, in order to harmonize, we need to know what that is. So I wouldn't mind seeing our country come back to something when this, you know, something unified. I I truly hope that. And like I said, I I don't want to even put this out there, but I do fear that it's going to be a temporary thing and we eventually start being assholes again. So I really hope (laughs) that as a collective, we do make a positive change, but I do know that you and I can change. So I think it's, you know, it's one act of kindness is never too small type thing. So maybe we won't get everyone to be on our side, but that doesn't mean we and our inner circle and we can't spread that message. And the more we put it out there, the better chance we have of people listening. So I think we can be responsible for what we do. And that's it. Because imagine just everybody thinking like that. That's all it takes. You know, so I love how he said, felt like he was falling into infinity and merging with the cosmos. Felt felt a part of something larger than myself, which kind of speaks to what you just said. We're one person, but if we commit to being the best we can, naturally, just like a drop in the ocean is the ocean. We're the same thing, a drop in humanity. We are the collective. So seeing that merging, understanding that part of being something bigger, but just being you, it's literally enough. It's, I feel like it's identical and parallel to what he experienced when he was laying in that boat when he felt like the stars in the sky met him. I want to be there there right now. Like I want to experience that moment right now. (laughs) And you know what I really like about those moments too, is I think about, remember how stressed I was about this and that two years ago and how 
that was my life and that was everything. And now I can barely remember the details of something that at one point was all consuming. Yeah. And then it's, it's just like, how, how do we not, I don't know, I guess, cause when it happens, it does feel all consuming when you have that deadline or that project, it does determine whether you get the job or whether you pass the test. And that's why it feels so scary. Like you said, hindsight's twenty twenty. when it's over, we don't care, but it's, it's kind of frustrating to think how could I have been so trapped and so miserable. And then now I can't even remember that teacher's name of the class that I was so stressed out in. You know what I mean? It's like just time, time is really a crazy thing. Yeah, no, I love it. And, you know, speaking of the time, I love what they said at the end, because this is the, this is what time I feel like I'm in. And they both proclaimed this, and this is my proclamation. We have the ability to choose a less hurried life. That's what I want. So that's what Oprah wants. That's what Dr. Lightman wants. That's what Jamie Alexander wants. And this is an opportunity. We're shifting into that. And I think that's part of my nervousness too. I don't know what it looks like. I have to admit, somebody talked about LA opening up and I felt my whole stomach drop like, <gasps> what's going to happen? Are we going to have to go back to that? I can't mm-hmm. do it. I know. I can't do it. I can't do it. So we have the ability to choose. I hope we all exercise that right and that power um, because that's what I want. What about you? Well, really, it's we've heard this before. That's just saying quality over quantity, right? You're just saying let's put more efficient time into less, less hurried lifestyle instead of having all these things that maybe we're half-assing anyway. So really, what's the benefit in that? And when you put it on paper like that, it seems really simple. But I think, unfortunately, in our society and in this millennial mind space, we've been taught to believe that you got to be a hustler, first one in, last one to leave. But that's, I think, what we're learning. And I hope people in higher positions that are in charge of hiring and, and the ones in those roles see us as, it's not lazy. It's just a way to be more efficient. It's not because there's a difference. You know, when you're being lazy, you know, when you're not getting things done that you need to get done, but you also know when you're pushing yourself too hard, where then your work is lacking because of it. So I think it's, it's also being lucky enough to find that balance of the people around you that understand that same, because that's how you have an effective team, right? You guys all have to be on the same page. Yeah, if I ever get the opportunity to run anything or leadership or have an effective team, I'm going to be very mindful Can about... we change that to when? When, when, Thank when, you. when, when. You <laughs> Thank will. you. Let's correct that. Yes. Yeah, you know, I want to, I will give people the opportunity to not only show up in who they are, but I would, the eight hour workday, got to go. We can get our tasks done efficiently. Because even when I was working, they were only getting about a solid three hours of quality out of me. After after a break or lunch, it's like mama checks out because there's only so much, mm-hmm. so long I can sit in front of the computer and do whatever. Everything else just became autopilot. So I would love to introduce or bring or celebrate people being really good at what they do, highlighting that, putting them in the right place and letting them work less so they can enjoy their family. So they do love me as an employer. So they are actually happy to come to work and be a part of something because they know they're not going to be slave driven around and then they can still go home and be with their family be with I need well rounded happy adjusted yeah living lives you know what I just thought of for you on a side note 
I could see you thriving working on um, Red Table Talk, like with Jada as like some form of like in that company. I could just see you fitting well. Oh, I would love that. Maybe that's your next journey. (laughs) I know, right? Something maybe that maybe when they open this thing back up, I can, you know. See if they're hiring. I know. Maybe we can do a live event, Red Red Table Talk live events, and they can stream in from all over, depending on which Red Table Talk I'm hosting. Then we can chime back into theirs or something. Yeah. And I never told you this, but before COVID, I was actually speaking with a lot of um, After Buzz producers about trying to get a mental health summit and having speakers come and speak about it. So I fully plan on making that happen when it's safe again. But I would love to touch on people and like how their experience after COVID is before versus now. And I think we can get a lot of really cool stories. And even if this show shows us anything, it's that we're never saying something that is shocking to each other. We're always like, yeah, I get you. And so many other people are like, yeah, been there too. So that does give me peace in mind. Not like I find joy in others suffering at all, but you know what I mean? Just that (laughs) reminder that we are not alone in our feelings and we're not going to be ever. Well, that's a sign of a great spiritual teacher. It's only, you only bring forth the truth in people that they already know. You're not telling them Mm -hmm. what to do or what they should do or how they should be or you know, you're just bringing forth what they already knew and it's a confirmation within their spirit. So that's perfect and beautiful. Look at us doing our work. <laughs> I always feel better at work. Yes, me too. I definitely needed this. And I have to admit, my tummy doesn't feel as jumbled as it did when I first started. Cause I was like, Ooh, child, yeah. why am I nervous for my life? Right I know. Now? <laughs> why am I nervous for my life? I know. It's Yes, I think I'm going to meditate after this. Let's I'm remember. definitely going to meditate after this because I know that that's something, that's a tool I have in my power that I can do. And it just sounds lovely. Yeah. So we'll definitely do that. So th- thank you for an amazing conversation. Thank this you. podcast was bomb. So I'd love to um, jump into a little bit of news and see what that super soul poll is talking about. All right, girl. So first up for news, I actually have the link to get Alan Lightman's book. It's called The Accidental Universe. And that seems really cool. It's just based on this idea that things can kind of this idea with the unexplainable that things can form and the concept of is our universe actually an accident. So when I'm done with my current book, uh, that's going to be next on the list. And I'm proud of myself because I have not bought a book in ever. So this is going to be really (laughs) exciting for my new journey. Love it. New chapter. Get it? (laughs) Okay. Anyway. That's but, but, for media and I aspire everyone to check that out too because I think that could be really cool. Yes, ma'am. I'm definitely in my book phase. Um, yeah, and try to read as much as possible these days or an audible. I'm so audible guilty because I like to just sit there and color while I'm listening. Yeah, so I like that. <laughs> and then yeah. as far as our super soul poll, yes. I took the line straight from Dr. Alan Lightman where he said, that there is an invisible and unprovable connection to all living things. So I wanted to take it to Instagram and ask if we believe this is true. We had 91% say yes and 9% say no. So I personally absolutely do. I'm, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm going to guess you do too. I do. As I'm over here, I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I voted yes for sure. But you know me, I'm always curious about that 9%. Like, I wonder what made them say no. You know, I think it's people that are not comfortable with things that cannot be explained because I think it is scary, but I think that ties back into ultimately, and it doesn't have to be religious, but just faith in 
more being out there that you can't explain. And I think for some people that's, that is a scary thought. It doesn't seem explainable. And so therefore they choose not to believe. Hey, well, 91 plus 9% still makes a hundred and that's a whole. So we all in here. It's all good. (laughs) We all here. (laughs) Yes. I love it. So that just takes us to our special segment Own your soul. So this is the moment of the show where we reflect on something we've heard during the week or in this show that we're going to own for our soul and take into our week so we can evolve in our own ways. So did you have something specifically on your mind that you're going to own to own your soul and take into the week with you? I wish I could say it was something groundbreaking and new, but to be honest, (laughs) I'm still just at the same point where in this cycle of a lot of the sameness, I'm just still working on balancing out that I might get a little in my head and I just need to go back to what I know works for me. So whether it's deep breaths, whether it's sitting down, having some water, whether it's meditation, I'm just, I'm okay with how many, if I need it more than once a day, it's okay. You know, like I have the luxury of working early and having the rest of my day. So I'm going to take the time that I have to do what I need to feel better in a safe, not like drugs way. Well, yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. It's legal. Um, God made it. It's fine. Um, okay. sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I it's same thing. It's not like I have some new profound thing. And where sometimes it is, it does feel profound. But right now, I just want to acknowledge my feelings. I don't want to diminish how I feel. However, I want to take the time to examine how I feel only because. My intention is in this season is to get to another level and it's not another level of pressure where it's like, I have to have this or be seen by this or get this many followers or another level on that way. It's just another level where within myself, where Jamie, we, we can't keep, you know, um, crying, so to speak over the same things or allowing yourself to have the same mindsets where you're falling into the same patterns and the same it is time for a level up on a soul level for me. And so in this time, I'm just allowing myself to see what comes up, but I definitely want to intentionally nurture what comes up and then meet it with something to wipe it out. Like I, like we all talked about at the top of the show, I'm nervous and anxious and I was feeling all this and all this and that, but I also, but I know too much about where I'm headed now. And I'm so leaned into the possible wins, the possible growth, growths, and seeing life the way, you know, in a different way that I'm not going to allow myself to fall back and just woe is me this. I'm not, I can't do that. I've come too far. So I'm going to honor how I feel, but I'm definitely going to, you know, meet those emotions with something a little bit healthier and allow them to sit there and not think I need to go have a glass of wine or I need to have a joint or I need to vent or, you know, I'm going to just take the positivity and own it as that and let my tummy feel how it feels and I'll get through the day. It'll be all right. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to, you know, eradicate or soothe the feeling. My body might just be feeling something. And the more gentle I am, I think I'll get to more answers that will be sustainable and healthier for my mindset. <laughs> yes. I love that. Yeah, buddy. Well, y'all, we in here growing, learning and evolving our lives and souls. So thank you so much for tuning in. This has been an amazing episode of Super Soul Sit Down. I'm your host, Jamie Alexander, and you can find me on Instagram at Jamie Alexander. That's J-A-I-M-I Alexander. And I'm your host, Haley J. You can find me Instagram and Twitter at 
KJHAYJ underscore. And of course, our soul, super soul poll every Sunday. We love when you guys get involved. So can't wait to see what the next one is going to be. All right. Until then, Zoom. See you guys later. <laughs> see you later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.